Hello and welcome. My name is Father William Maestri, and this is another edition of Gabriel's Trumpet for Thursday, November the 4th. Our reading this morning comes to us again from the book of Daniel, chapter 6, verses 12 through 28. Daniel 6, 12 through 28. And this is a story about Daniel that's more familiar to us. Yesterday we talked about the handwriting on the wall. The one that's more familiar to us, of course, is Daniel being cast into the den of lions. And in this particular passage, we see more detail, a profound detail, and very applicable to us today. Uh, there are some men, uh, you may call them uh, the their version of the FBI, who rush into the upper chamber of Daniel's home. They rush in, break in, and what do they do? Well, they rush in and they find Daniel praying and pleading before his God, the true God, the living God. They went and they reminded the king about the prohibition, so they quickly run and they snitch on him. And they say to the king, Did you not decree, O king, that no one is to address a petition to God or man for thirty days, except to you, O king? Otherwise he shall be cast into the den of lions. In other words, the only, the only worship that can be given is to Darius. Darius is the king. And the king answered, The decree is absolute, irrevocable under the Mede and Persian law, for the Persians are in charge of the whole region now, having defeated the Babylonians. To this they replied, Daniel, the Jewish exile, has paid no attention to you, O king, or to the decree you issued. Three times a day he offers his prayer. In other words, notice how they appeal to his pride, to his will which is absolute and irrevocable. And to this they replied, well, Daniel, Daniel's not paying any attention to you. The king was deeply grieved at this because Daniel had interpreted for him the uh, handwriting on the wall and the hand just previously. The king was deeply grieved and he worked till sunset to rescue Dave, uh, Daniel. But these men insisted, keep in mind, O king, that under the Mede and Persian law, every royal prohibition or decree is irrevocable. In other words, you gave uh, your decree, you declared it absolute, can never be taken back, no exceptions, that's it. And they keep pressuring him and pressuring him, reminding him and, and appealing to his own pride and vanity, to his position as the king of that region. And so the king ordered Daniel to be brought and cast into the lion's den. But the king says to Daniel, May your God, whom you serve so constantly, save you. In other words, I tried but I was too weak to do it because my pride and my so-called word, my decree, got in the way. 
to forestall any tampering. The king sealed with his own ring and the rings of the Lord's the stone that had been brought to block the opening of the den. That's so reminiscent, isn't it, of the stone that was rolled across the tomb of Jesus after he was crucified with the soldiers standing in front. Well, that didn't work very well. And we'll see, neither does this one. But that's always the response of the world and of those in power. More power, more things of the world, that will certainly frustrate God, that will deny God's will, because the king's will is absolute and irrevocable. Then the king returns to his palace for the night. He refused to eat, and he dismissed the entertainers, because he really is, see, deep down in his conscience, deep down in his heart, he knows that what he has done is wrong. He has, he has let his pride and his uh, sense of power and willfulness uh, supersede that which is good and right and true. And since sleep was impossible for him, the king rose very early the next morning and hastened to the lion's den. Of course he couldn't sleep. Even Samanex couldn't help him. As he drew near, he cried out to Daniel sorrowfully, O Daniel, servant of the living God. It's interesting how he says that, isn't it? Of the living God. Has the God whom you serve so constantly been able to save you from the lions? Well, Daniel answers the king, O king, live forever. My God has sent his angel and closed the lion's mouths so that they have not hurt me. For I have been found innocent before him, God. Neither to you have I done any harm, O king. Notice Daniel is not filled with vengeance, retribution. Daniel didn't say to himself, Well, I'm right. I have God on my side. He wanted to throw me to the lions, which he did. Well, now it's my turn to throw him to the lions. No, that's also not what Jesus does. Yes, we have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. Yes, we have let our sin, our pride, our will get in the way. We roll stones across to make sure that God can have his way, all of which is useless, destructive to us, and yet God's will will be done. And Daniel was removed. The king ordered Daniel to be removed from the den, unhurt, because he trusted in his God. Again, the God of Abraham and Isaac and Jacob, the God who is the father of his beloved son, Jesus. The king then ordered the men who had accused Daniel, along with their family, and cast them into the lion's den where they are consumed. 
Then King Darius wrote to the nations and peoples of every language, wherever they dwell on the earth. He wrote the following, All peace to you. I decree that throughout my royal domain, the God of Daniel is to be revered and feared. He is to be reverenced, for he is the living God, enduring forever. His kingdom shall not be destroyed, and his dominion shall be without end. He is a deliverer and savior, working signs and wonders in heaven and on earth. And he delivered Daniel from the lion's power. Now this is King Darius who writes this. Notice that he is the living God who endures forever. His dominion is without end. He won't be destroyed. He is a deliverer and a savior. He has delivered Daniel from the power of the lions. All of this is so much of a foretaste, of promise of exactly what will happen supremely with Jesus. Jesus will be nailed to the cross, laid in the tomb, a stone rolled across it, guards in the front to make sure nobody tampers with it. And yet on that Easter, the stone is rolled back by the will of God. The power of Rome is useless. And Jesus emerges from the tomb, not with anger, vengeance, not with going after Pilate or Caesar or Rome itself. The first words of the risen Christ to the disciples, peace be with you, my peace I give to you. Jesus says it three times, peace be with you. Jesus did not go to the cross, suffer that horrific death, take upon himself our sins in order to emerge as Lord and Savior, in order to bring vengeance and retribution. Jesus emerged to bring peace, God's peace, mercy and forgiveness and healing. As St. Ambrose says, no one is ever healed by hurting another. You don't heal another person by hurting them, by getting back at them. Payback time. My turn now, my ending's at that. No, God's vengeance is God's forgiving love and peace. What a wonderful lesson for us that very often we find ourselves in the course of a day surrounded by hungry lions ready to devour us, all instruments of the evil one. We find that we have roadblocks, we have stones across our path, we may have those who are in opposition, those who are perhaps leading us astray. 
and it looks like we're going to be devoured. But if we look at the example of Daniel, we find something very different. Daniel had faith and trust that the Lord is the Savior and Deliverer. And so it is with us in our own everyday lives. We may be surrounded by lions, as St. Peter says in the letter that he wrote, contained in the Bible. The, lion, the, the devil is like a roaring lion, roaming about, seeking someone to devour. But the angel of the Lord, our guardian angel, is there to lock the jaws of the lion because God's will will be done. And there's nothing on earth or in the heavens that can frustrate the will of God. And so in our daily lives, if we take the example of Daniel and of Jesus above all, we not seek vengeance and retaliation we do not bring hatred. We do not hurt as others wanted to hurt us. But we commend them to the Lord. We pray that the Lord may forgive them and that they themselves may repent of their sins and not be an instrument of the evil one. Then we are walking in the example of Daniel and above all, in the example of Jesus. For that is why God came, to lock the mouths of the lions so that we may be saved, saved so that we may praise God each and every day and pray for those who are like lions roaring about, that they may be touched by God and truly become one with our Lord and Savior. God bless you this day.